Welcome to the Nourish Rap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, hi guys. So today we actually wanted to talk about something that is very trendy at the moment, which is gut health. Mm. Everybody's obsessed with gut health. Everybody wants to know how they can improve their gut health. Yeah. And um, I guess we wanted to kind of set the the record straight. Yeah, and I think ground it. Ground it, yeah. Ground it. Ground the gut health. We just want to bring it back to basics because that is literally what it's about. Yeah, and I guess it's probably frustrating when... Um, you know, you see people um, spending a lot of money on, you know, some of these functional foods that are becoming trendy, but actually not really doing the basics. Yeah. Or you hear people like saying, I drink my kombucha every day, but then they're not eating right. And you're like, well, how much are you actually really nourishing that gut, gut bacteria? Yeah. So what we wanted to, I guess, gut health, like any type of health, it's layering. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to talk about the base layer for gut health. Yeah. Yeah. So. And um, we probably won't go too much into why gut health is important because there's a lot of information out there. of It's important. It works synergistically with the body to produce vitamins, hormones, mm. detoxification, you name it. It's probably got a, a part in um, something to do with yeah. the body. So very, it is very important. Yeah. Um, those little bugs in there in the gastrointestinal tract, um, they outnumber our own cells. So essentially we're yeah. more bug than human. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're just really going to get into, as Katie said, layering um, layering the ideas of really supporting this really important part of health. Mm-hmm. And the first one, I guess, well, they're all really as important as each other. So where should we start? Oh, let's start at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So eat eat fiber. This is a big one you probably already know um, because pre- this term prebiotics is becoming very trendy now as well. Yeah. Um Prebiotics means um, essentially the food for the bacteria. So it's undigestible fibers or molecules that you eat um, that don't get digested, but straight to those gut bacteria for them to eat and consume. Um, Putting fertilizer in your garden. Yeah, exactly. And so fiber is that. Yep. Um, So we're looking at making sure we're eating it and the good types and a variety. So soluble, insoluble. Yep. Fruits, veggies, whole grains, um, yeah. And on the topic of veggies, like, um, you know, I know this is real basic stuff, but people, I I sometimes think people think that they eat a lot of veggies if they have broccoli with their dinner. Yeah. But, you know, like, we actually should be, like, okay, so let's not talk about breakfast. I know some people will have yogurt or cereal or whatever, and let's leave that meal out. But if you're having... You know, you really need to be having veggies with your lunch mm. and your dinner. Mm. And not just, I'll throw some lettuce on my sandwich. Yeah. Like, you know, plant food should be, whether you're a vegetarian or not, plant food is the basic. It is actually 
it's the base layer of your diet. So you yeah. build your food around that. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's not to say you can't have a sandwich, but maybe you have a sandwich with your protein and your salad and then you have some extra salad on the side or some extra veggies mm. on the side. Yeah. And, you know, like this isn't, this isn't like, you know, real complex stuff. Mm. It's just the stuff we've known for a long time that we should be doing that we're just quite frankly not. And we've forgotten. Yeah. I feel like the human race like likes to complicate things. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. you know, fibre. Oh, and there's so many yummy ways you can do this. Like batch roasting a big thing of vegetables at the start of the week. You know, your pumpkins, your potatoes, your onions, pumpkin, garlics. onion, garlic, zucchini, broccoli, just whatever. And having a big batch and then being able to throw it in at lunchtime. Throw it in for your brekkie. I'm going to go there because um, I think it's really important that we bring awareness to it. Um, you know, pop it in with your your eggs and your scrambled eggs. Throw in some roasted veggies or you know, make it if you like more that um, cereal pitcher. Make um, like a chia pudding off like a pumpkin base or something like that. You know, yeah. there's yeah. there's heaps of ideas, but the fiber and getting the variety is really yeah. important. So, like, seriously, don't bother buying a five dollar bottle of kombucha if you're not literally yeah. you can honestly say, "Yep, yeah, I reckon I'm having six cups of veggies a day and I agree. you know one or two pieces of fruit." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, there's some really good inexpensive fiber supplements that or oh, I don't know, well, food is medicine food, food is medicine yeah. options for increasing fiber psyllium psyllium husks dirt cheap five bucks a bag yeah throw slippery some on your elm, yogurt, yeah throw some in your smoothie yeah throw some in water whatever slippery elm yeah nice little soothing one for the gut too. yeah linseed meal yeah yep. so lsa or lsa which is linseed sunflower and almond meal great fiber in there um the chia seeds are really great high in fiber yeah so these are kind of like bonuses so it's like yeah. okay cool so we've built our at least two of our three meals a day around veggies yeah and then as a bonus cool i'm also going to chuck some you know, psyllium into my diet or I'm going to chuck chia seeds on my yogurt or I'm going to put LSA in my smoothie. These are little, these mm. are like, this is like icing the cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cherries on yeah. top. Yeah. And and let's not forget about our beans and legumes, how important oh they gosh. are for fibers. Yes. Well. Katie loves them. Um, but, you know, adding them into your salads, throwing a handful, like, um, you know, I I get it. Legumes can be hard to cook. They're very, you know, that's a long process. But you can get some really good organic canned ones. Yeah. Um, just rinse them and, yeah, throw a handful in your salad. Throw a handful in your roasted veggies. Um, yeah. Just where you can get that fiber in because that that's what's feeding these guys. And should we talk about, um, while we're talking about feeding them, how... You know, having your kombucha and your kefir and probiotic supplement that you got from the um, chemist, you know, people think they're doing their guts a favor, which, yeah, maybe um, to some degree. But it's really important to remember, guys, that the, the bacteria that you take in with those sort of fermented foods, they don't actually implant into your gut. So they when you drink it or eat it, it's not actually being planted in there to regrow and then re-establish um, things. It's actually there to try and help regrow or re or nourish what's already there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're transient. 
they're transient so they yeah they won't stay there forever and this is why making sure your diet is baseline is good because you want to be feeding what you've already got and, yeah. and replenishing that and encouraging you know lots of growth there consistently yeah. and constantly yes. so you don't do this every now and then you do this as a general rule in yeah. life every day yeah yeah um so we if you are eating lots of fiber um, you also want to drink lots of water, otherwise you'll block up the pipes. Yeah, and that's no good. Yeah. So you know we we uh, I don't know water uh, water is just I don't know nobody drinks enough of it. Mm. I think most adults need to be drinking at least two liters of water a day, mm. um, probably more, um, and definitely for people who weigh more, they need to be drinking more. Mm. Um, but you know, if you take the ingredients of fiber and water, you also usually get good bowel motions. Yes, which is part of good gut health as well and kind of rolls into the next really important point. Yeah, so, I mean, when you're doing a poo, like, there's bacteria coming out with that. Oh, yeah, it's not just that leftover food. Yeah, it's, you know, there's toxins coming out, there's hormones coming out, there's all this stuff that we don't want, we don't want it sitting in the gut or sitting in the in the colon, I suppose, yeah. and backing up mm-hmm. and reabsorbing into the body mm. because that's just gross. Mm. Like, honestly, it, you don't do your dishes with the same water for a week. No. And that, that's honestly, <laughs> yeah, no, good analogy. Yeah, yeah that, that's what it is. Like, yeah. you need to be pooing every day. Yeah, and yeah. And the, the two ingredients that best support that are a crap load of fiber and yeah. lots and lots of yeah. water yeah and you know the thing is if you want to have poo sitting there for three days <laughs> it's going to impact your gut health that's right yeah it's yeah. going to you know it's going to make that little environment kind of more, really unpleasant to- and more toxic, toxic yeah and, you know you get this kind of this kind of environment of dysbiosis where there's too yeah. much bad bacteria. Yeah. It's just nasty. Yeah. 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 And we see that a lot. Um, Katie said the word dysbiosis, which just simply means that there's an imbalance of gut bacteria going on. So too too much bad versus the good, essentially. Yeah. And look, you know, that's a really good segue, Jess, because um, we've just talked about a few things to do every single day for the rest of your life or, you know. Yeah. But... We know that there are things that feed dysbiosis, yes? Oh, yes, there yeah. are. Yeah. So we don't, like, don't drink kombucha and have a Coke with dinner. That's right. Because they're cancelling each other out. 100%. Yeah. So what what do um, our bad guys, so to speak, what do they love to feed off? Sugar. Sugar. Refined sugar. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And refined, like, White stuff, basically, mm. not white potato. Like, I'm yeah. talking, you know, like, crappy bread and yeah. pastries and, and all that stuff where you've basically taken a whole grain, stripped the outer yeah. layer off it, taken all the fibre away. Yeah. You know, you're basically giving your bad bacteria an apple pie. <laughs> that, a smorgasbord, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and then you get this raging environment where there's in, an army and... You know, the army's mostly bad guys. Yeah, that's right. And this is what it's about. It's trying to balance things here. So, 
you know, every now and then have your, you know, your special treat and things like that. But if you're consistently eating that way, then, yes, some of those guys, they're just getting left behind. Yeah. And, you know, we know they've done, you know, research studies on the gut and you can change your gut environment in like a week. It's amazing. You can go from a a low-fiber, high-refined carbohydrate diet. So that's like, you know, okay, bagels and honey for breakfast and... I don't know, sandwiches, white bread sandwiches with veg Vegemite for lunch and, I don't know, like um, French fries and hamburgers for dinner. Mm. You can eat that and then you can eat a wholesome whole foods diet with veggies and, you know, some whole fruits and lots and lots of water and no sh- no refined sugar or very little refined sugar. And in a week you can completely change yeah. your gut environment. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. So, you know... Um, yeah, again, you can't just buy an $18 tub of, um, uh, gosh, um, the, the kombucha. No, no, not kombucha. It's, oh, it's late. It's Monday. <laughs> um, bit... Sauerkraut. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and chuck a tablespoon on your hamburger and mm. think, well, my, my gut bacteria is happy. Yeah, that's right. What we're trying to say, guys, is this functional food craze Look, we have a bit of a fun with it as well yeah. as nutritionists, but you know what? It's not going to like, it's not going to save the world. It's yeah. doing the basic stuff every day exactly. that's going to make the biggest difference. Exactly, and that consistency. Um, but some other like basic foods um, as a foundation, we brought up yogurt. Like we, you know, all these kombuchas and kefirs and sauerkrauts, they get so um, hyped up, but then we forget about the simple yogurt. It's such an old school food and, and you know, it does have a lot of benefit into it if you can tolerate the dairy. Um, but, you know, making sure you're getting the quality ones. So unsweetened, um, full cream or full fat. Yeah. And um, also read the ingredients because a lot of them actually now, I was looking at this the other day, a lot of them actually specify which probiotics or which strains they're using to ferment the yogurt, which I thought was really cool. Um, but, yeah, essentially you just want it to be unsweetened and full cream. Do you yeah. think there's anything else? Not I really. mean, the, looking at doing pot sets good too, yeah. like, you know, things like that, making your own. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's kind of an under underutilized sort of food. Yeah, because we, we seem to be going for the crazy fun stuff at the moment. Yeah. And it tastes expensive. a bit like soft drink, but it's not really soft drink. Yeah. And, you know, we're just forgetting about basic stuff that we can just eat around the yeah. It's normal to be a part of it. And diet. half the price. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, this is such a, this is a really contentious issue, Jess, isn't it? Because, I mean, <clears throat> we know, okay, so there's starch and then there's like, there's super starch, I suppose. Mm. Um, so there's certain starches that we know are really awesome for our gut environment. Yeah. So... Ironically, it's things like, we call them resistant starch. Mm. Basically, what that means is the whole body, you can eat it and it goes through, it actually makes it to the colon. Yeah. You know, as in it doesn't get absorbed in the small intestine. Mm. It makes it to the colon and it's food for good bacteria strains that we want. Yeah. And they are things like peas, legumes, um, cold pastas. Yeah, so cooked. Cooked and cooled starchy foods like your potatoes, um, your brown rice and things like that. And and your pasta. Yep. 
Because once it's really, really amazing, once you cook it and then allow it to cool, it actually changes the structure of that fiber, which allows it, as Katie said, to um, pass right through to the colon where a lot of these guys live. Um, So, yeah, doing even doing that is amazing. Which we – you think, oh, gee, that sounds a bit weird. But you know what? Like traditionally – We've eaten things like potato salads and whatnot. Yeah, that's right. And like you don't, I mean, like now the whole potato salad—it's a bit of a write-off, isn't it? Really, you get it in coals and it's covered in goodness knows what. Yeah. But we're talking about like, you know, actually the good stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe you make a, a big, a cold potato salad with heaps yeah. of other veggies. Yeah, and heaps of herbs. Just put some lemon yum. juice and olive oil through yeah. it, whatever. Yum. But it, this this actually brought us to the the discussion around. Um, ketogenic diets and paleo yes because obviously those types of food those type those styles of eating totally eliminate um most of these starches especially your keto diet because Mm. um even things like sweet potato are frowned upon or or, you know may not be utilized in in a true ketogenic diet yeah that's right yeah so i mean i think this is where we need to, because I mean, personally, I I will prescribe a ketogenic diet. If yeah, it's going to suit somebody. Yeah, um, for a period of time, maybe for weight loss or autoimmune or who knows. Mm. Um, but I guess it goes back to like we know that when people omit these starches, their gut environment will change. It changes. There's research on it. Yep, yeah, that it changes and. Um, as Katie was saying, those types of diets, paleo, keto, whatever, um, the ones that really limit your carbs and fibers, um, it's not to say that eating that way is not feeding your gut bacteria because there is some new research saying that, you know, proteins and fats can feed different types of bacteria. So it's really important to understand that when we say bacteria, it's not just one, it's like a lot, thousands of different or hundreds of different types of different bacteria and they all work a little bit differently just like we all do. Um, so, you know, it's not saying that that it doesn't, but it, it significantly changes yeah. the, um, the type of gut bacteria that you have yeah. and the variety you've got. And you know what? Like if we were to imagine how people lived primitively. Yeah. They probably did go through stages of eating ketogenically. Yeah, or fasting. fasting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, lots of fruit available yeah. and higher sugar foods and, you know, then there's starches available. So, like, I guess what we're trying to say is that some of these diets probably, you know, they do have a place mm. and... For a certain period of time, they can be beneficial, but you've got to understand why you're doing something, how long you're going to be doing it, and what's going to work for you as an individual. Yeah, that's yeah. really important. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, but um, I love the the cold the cold starch or the resistant starch thing. Also, um, you're looking at green bananas, but I don't know yeah. people who would um, peel like a green banana and happily eat that. Um, you can get green banana flour now. I've yeah. seen. Um, which you could cook with, so experiment with that. Maybe Google some recipes. But uh, like bringing it back to what we suggested in the beginning was just roasting up a big batch of like white potato with like some zucchini or something like that, and adding that to your lunch is cold. Like that's 
perfect resistant starch just there yeah. um and you're also getting in your other fibers and your veggies so vitamins and minerals galore but um yeah i think just that's a really one that people don't really know about either is that resistant starch yeah. um another one i think is so polyphenol so your antioxidants and though when you look at a colored food you know there's lots of polyphenols in there so they just help create that color in the fruits and veggies but there's actually really good research saying that they um, help to help the bacteria make special molecules that they can make called short chain fatty acids, which again are another whole level of um, helping with our health. Yeah. So creating the, the right pH in the in, in the gut. Yeah, and... feeding our um, the lining of the gut and things like that. So um, including lots of color in your um, diet as well is a really good foundational tip for gut health. Yeah. Yeah. And environment. um, Yeah. You know, like we, you know, you could eat, uh, say you did all of these things, but you locked yourself in a cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't get any sunlight. Yeah. It's not just the food. It's also the environment that we're exposed to. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of, Unfortunately, a lot of what we're exposed to now, like workplaces and that kind of thing, inside, artificial light, sterile environment, Mm. I mean, you can't avoid that. But we know that our gut bacteria do actually react and change and respond um, to the environment. So you need to be grabbing every opportunity you can to get outside take a walk by the river, mm. go to the beach, Have go to the park. Yeah. You know, even like with kids, we know that things like playing in the dirt yeah. can influence their microbiome. Hugely. Yeah. And it's not just the whole, oh, but is that because they play in the dirt and then they eat it? Yeah. No, it's actually like breathing it in and yeah. what they're getting from the air and yeah. the exposure that their skin's getting and then the effect of vitamin D on, you know, basically lots of processes in the body. And yeah. So, you know, environment is um is really important as well. Yeah. Like if you honestly like if you went to say if you went on a beach holiday and ate a certain way and then you went on a cruise and you ate exactly the same. Yeah. Your gut bacteria would change. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's really really cool um and a great point you brought up about the environment um cuz I was going to say something, but I've forgotten. But um, Pregnancy brain. Pregnancy brain. No, Blame it on the brain. <laughs> um, but the environment just dictates so much because not only, um, you know, do we have these gut bacteria inside of us, but um, we also need to provide them the right environment for them to thrive. So, you know, um, Katie was talking about outside environment, but the gut inside as well, we need to make sure that um, we're not getting stressed too much because then we're getting inflamed and they don't like it when you're highly inflamed. Or um, The other thing that I was thinking of is in this day and age, which, you know, this is probably taking it to another level, is but exposure to the pesticides and things like that on our fruits and vegetables. If you think about what their job is to actually do on the fruit and veg, which is to kill bugs or yeah. whatever. I mean, and then you're eating it or you're not washing it properly, whatever somehow gets into your system. What's it going to do to those bugs inside of you? Yeah. Like, I just question that because it's like, well, you know, if they're killing off those bugs, then imagine the effect it could have on yeah. that. So I think looking at your environment in that way, so trying to choose really good 
quality um, fruits and vegetables, um, just where you can. I totally get that it's expensive and can be, you know, it's really the next level, isn't it? Like just getting in these foods in the first place is really important. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about um, a lesson that people could get from the gut movie. Yeah, that that's a good one. Um, yeah. So if you saw that movie, it was showing, they did a road show around Australia. I think it showed in Brisbane about a year ago or something. But what was really interesting about that movie was that basically a guy, and you can probably get it on Netflix if you're yeah. interested in watching it. It's, it's really entertaining. They did a really good job of it. But they took, so... A guy got his um, gut bacteria tested. He had quite, like, a low variety of... So his stools were tested, yeah. Yeah, his stools were tested. And basically, he didn't have a lot of great bacteria in there. And um, what he did was he went and lived with one of the most remote tribes in the world for a certain period of time, and he ate what they ate. So, you know, tubers out of the ground and various insects, and he went hunting with them and all of that. Now, at the end of it, he took a sample of his own poo and got it retested and, you know, the health of his gut environment had improved significantly. Like some of the beneficial levels of bacteria were a lot higher and his gut was not dissimilar to the gut of some of the tribal people who'd lived that way their entire lives, which goes to show how you know, how quickly our gut can respond. But what was interesting was, and this was more in the Q&A, because um, in the Q&A afterwards, he said that he had not had a a test after he basically returned back to Australia. And basically he, he said, well, to be honest, air travel is one of the worst things for your gut and I probably basically was back to not back all the way to square one but i was you know i would have been Mm. quite disadvantaged again yeah so the lesson from that that people need to get is that you can't you know look after your gut for like you know one day out of every week or you know three months out of every year Mm. like these are little things that we need to be doing pretty much as a lifestyle yeah and really what we've talked about none of it's rocket science in fact it's basically the foundation for all levels of health not yeah. just gut health yeah um because we are always going to have periods of stress we're always going to have times where we might be working 70 hours a yeah week and we're not getting exposure to yeah. the environment outside we are going to have weekends where we go to weddings and maybe we drink too much and we yeah. don't eat the best food or whatever. So what we're really talking about is doing what we can most of the time yeah. to try to help that environment flourish as opposed to just every now and then going and picking up a kombucha and mm. thinking, oh, well, my bacteria is all sorted out now. Mm. Or drinking one a, one a day thinking you're doing the world of good and just not eating consistently, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, not doing all these other foundational things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jess, we wanted to just talk briefly. We've already said that bacteria strains 
So things in probiotics and whatnot yes. aren't like they're transient. Yeah. That yeah. So they don't stay in the gut and implant and replenish. It's not like um, going to a bushfire where everything was destroyed and then replanting things to, to grow a forest. Um, it is very, yeah, very much about supporting um, what was already there or what wasn't. But um, what we are getting at here is that people go and buy probiotic um capsules and then they take them daily you know just off the shelf and think yep cool this is working or whatever but the research is now showing just how important it is to be strain specific when you take a probiotic so um, this means that we need to look at the individual what are they presenting with what is their current lifestyle lifestyle and what probiotic strains uh, research ones are best suited for that person yep. like on an individual level now this is what the research is telling us so the strain that jess might take yeah. you know in her third trimester of pregnancy is probably going to be different to what i say took you know the first week i came back from my honeymoon yeah tell me it was a bit crappy exactly yeah. and um even you know looking at different disease states so you know there exactly. might there yeah. might be something for um irritable bowel um syndrome that's more indicated to help versus somebody that's come down with a flu you know like significantly different yeah so it's just really important to remember that it's not just about taking a multi and then you know um hoping for the best but actually seeing somebody who's trained in this area who can guide you with um research strains and also what's specific to you as an individual yeah because i a lot of people say oh yeah you say oh, what probiotic are you taking or what's in your probiotic? And they say, oh, it's the good one. Yeah. And it's like, hang on, okay, so what defines the good one? Yeah. Oh, it's the one you get from the fridge. Or yeah. they say, it's the one with lots of stuff in it. Yeah. it's, which it's is yeah. awesome, yeah. right? But you know what? Most of those strains might have yeah. been isolated in mice. That's right. we might have no idea what it yeah it's kind of like i like to think of it like a football team like they all have their different positions on the field that do sort of a different job but together they work really well but it's like okay well if um you're more compromised in one area then we need to support the job of that person more so than the other like it's kind yeah it's it's really fascinating, actually, how um, individual these gut bugs are and what they can provide us. But getting the right information um, is really important yeah. for it to actually do its job. So hopefully what you can take from today's podcast is that if you basically eat a whole foods diet, you're eating lots of colour in your, you, mm. you know, your food and you're going to the toilet regularly. And, getting enough water. Yeah, yeah, and you're not, you know, you've got some work-life balance. You're already nourishing your gut. Yeah, you so... Know? Like you really are. Yeah. So... But just a little, um, I might just add, if you notice that you eat this way and you have upset, so like eating legumes, chickpeas, lots of fiber, it gives you bloating, gas, um, diarrhea, constipation, then that is a sign that your gut may be a little bit compromised. And in that case, we would recommend going to see somebody um, to have that rebalance so that you can eventually get to a diet that's very varied as we spoke about in this podcast. But yes, there is those times and those people who react badly to lots of fiber. And that is normally an indication of um, underlying stuff going on. Yeah. So 
Do you want to add anything else, Katie? No, I think we've wrapped up. Yeah. And um, love the interesting gut health, but let's keep it real and not keep it trendy because it's really frustrating. (laughs) Katie gets frustrated. (laughs) Well, we're going to finish up today on our five principles of health, guys, which is um, eat whole foods most of the time, switch off daily, um, get good sleep, move every day in an enjoyable way, and uh, listen to your own body. Um, And we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks, guys.